You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. It's a Monday, October 18th, and a Tuesday, October 19th. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Another week of talking about the Detroit Lions. And yes, this week is Matthew Stafford week. I'm not going to spend every single day, I promise you, going through the Matthew Stafford rigmarole. I can't do it. Will we preview what Stafford and the Rams look like? Of course we will. We'll do the crossover with Sosa, the host of the Rams podcast here on the Lockdown Network on Thursday. Chris Myers likely tomorrow. But we're, we're, I, I can't spend the, ne- the, last, the next four days boring you with Matt Stafford rigmarole. Matthew Stafford didn't win here. All right? Matthew Stafford is really good and having a really good year. Was he great in Detroit? No. Is he better than Jared Goff? Yeah, I think my neighbor is. But I'm not, I promise you, we're going to talk about the Lions every day. It's not going to be Stafford week where we go over his film and footwork and he's so much better off in LA and Kelly loves it out there. I'm not going to do that. Dan, Matthew, Dan, thanks for making Locked On Lions your first listen. Every day, we are free and available on all platforms. You can find us on Twitter. At Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Uh, many of you chimed in yesterday following the Lions' sixth straight loss to start the year, 34-11 to uh, to the Bengals. I actually heard somebody today say the Lions lost 11-34. to <laughs> This market. Um, but, you know, it, it just it's not gone well. It's not gone well for this team. The Lions, when they've started 0-6 in their careers, in their franchise history, according to my crack research staff, think about this. When the Lions started 0-6 in 2008, they finished 0-16. When the Lions finished started 0-6 in 2001, they finished 2-14. When the Lions started 0-6 in 1955, they ended up 3-9. 1946, started 0-6, ended 1-10. And in 1942, the Lions started 0-6 and finished 0-11. It's the sixth time in Lions history they've started 0-6. And the previous five times the Lions started 0-6, they resulted in two winless seasons. (laughs) There's your stats for the day. Oh, goodness gracious. Back in the magical year of 2008, the Bengals were actually 0-6, and the Lions were 0-6 as well. So there you go. All right, coming up on the show today, pro football focus, top five, bottom five um, performers from PFF on offense and defense. We'll let you know about that. Also, Dan Campbell is discussing changes no, I won't sing ch-ch-ch-changes. Dan Campbell talks changes and a shakeup, possibly with the roster. Ian Rappaport is reporting that the Lions could be targeting a trade for a wide receiver. And Campbell says there are some young guys playing well. I'll tell you who those players are coming up in moments here on the program. 
Again, if you are new to the show, welcome. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about us. We're on all platforms, like I said. And uh, I've been with you now for six seasons. I'm one of the OGs, one of the originals when it comes to the Lockdown hosts on this network. I'm proud to do it. Don't forget about Lockdown Pistons, Lockdown Tigers, and Lockdown Red Wings. My boy Nolan Bianchi has left Lockdown Red Wings. I need an update on who's taking over. Um, nice sucker punch by uh, Dylan Larkin the other night. That was interesting. Uh, that wasn't very captainy of uh, Larkin, but I digress. All right, where do we start? Where do we start? Uh, should I do PFF first? I usually do this last. Let's do PFF first today. The high, And we'll start with the highest graded lion from yesterday, and it comes on the defensive side of the ball. Highest graded lion on the defensive side, and really on any side for the Lions, um, was Derek Barnes. The rookie linebacker played 32 snaps, finished with a PFF grade of 90.5. That's really good from Pro Football Focus. Number two on the top five, John Penasini, 87.4. Jerry Jacobs, cornerback, 82.4. Aleem McNeil, 76.4. Austin Bryant, 74.7. Those are your top five performers on defense. Bottom five performers. Wow. Stunner. The PFF Golden Boy, Trey Flowers, 33.0. Nice contract, Bob Quinn. <laughs> this guy makes $18 million a year. You, we never call his name, ever. Trey Flowers, 33.0. Oh, but he's a great guy. Jalen Reeves Maben, 35.1. Michael Brockers, 39.5. Fourth worst grade. A.J. Parker, 44.2. And rounding up the bottom five, Alex Anzalone, 49.4. I have received not one but two messages from unnamed fans who were at yesterday's game saying Alex Anzalone was screaming at some of the fans that were hackling him. Uh, in the front row yesterday, pulling a Dom Rayola, are we? All right. Hey, Alex, maybe you need to pipe down. You're 0-6. Not a good look. Not a good look. You know what else wasn't a good look? People tried to leave Ford Field yesterday to the main entrance, and they blocked it off. What are they doing down there? What is Rod Wood and the crew running Ford Field doing? down there that you blocked off. I had people texting me, I can't get out of this building. I'm trying to leave from the main entrance. Guys, get it together. Come on. That building is beautiful. It's a great edifice. It's a great place to see football. I'm not even a fan of indoor football, and I love Ford Field. But get it together. Fans couldn't leave out the main entrance yesterday? (laughs) Why? Was it 70,000 plus in there? They announced 50. There's When they announce 50, that means there's 45,000 there. One of the lowest crowds ever in that stadium. So I don't know what happened yesterday, but that's not a good look. All right, so there's your top five and bottom five defense from yesterday's 34-11 to 11 loss to the Bengals. And look, the Lions have played really hard, and they've battled in most games. But yesterday, yesterday was a stinker. It just was. All right, top five offensive players from yesterday. Number one, P. 
Penny Sewell, 74.8. Hey, I thought he regressed yesterday. I'm wrong. At least PFF. I thought he had a terrible first quarter. But hey, must have gotten better the rest of the game. Penny Sewell, 74.8. Put him at right tackle and leave him there. TJ Hawkinson, although he played left yesterday. TJ Hawkinson, 73.7. Um, Tom Kennedy, 73.0. Evan Brown, 72.4. Nice job by a backup center that is stepping in. Those are pretty big shoes to fill with Frank Ragnow. And Jonah Jackson, 64.7. Three of the top six on this list, or I'm sorry, four of the top six on this list are the offensive line. That means as we go down to the bottom, I'm going to be calling out some receivers' names. Uh, bottom five on offense. Halapulavati Vaitai, 50.0. Jamal Williams, 52.1. Kaderil Hodge, 53.2. Geronimo Allison, I didn't even know he played yesterday, 53.7. And Jared Goff, 53.9. Let, let's call this what it is here. I said this yesterday, Jared Jared Goff's no good. He's not good. Now, there is a groundswell of fans that want Jared Goff benched. Let me respond to that coming up next because it's not happening. Uh, Matt Derry here for DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got one that you're using that's your neighbor's best friend's login. It's ridiculous. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so yes, um, many fans are calling for David Blau to replace Jared Goff. Uh, no, that's not happening. And no, it's not something I think the Lions should do right now. Uh, number one, Jared Goff is a captain on the team and considered one of the leaders of the team. That doesn't mean that he can't be replaced. All right, if he's not performing, uh, it, you know, maybe just maybe it's an opportunity for somebody else to play. The problem is David Blau can't play either. Okay, David Blau got beaten out uh, for the backup quarterback job at the start of the year by Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle isn't good either. So this notion that some and, and I'm not knocking Blau. Maybe it sounds like I am. David Blau isn't good. The Lions have never addressed the backup quarterback position. They haven't addressed it in years. They don't draft quarterbacks for some odd reason, whether it was Bob Quinn, whether it's Brad Holmes this year could have drafted a developmental guy. They elected not to do it. So I don't understand it. But you look at Jared Goff among starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and at least according to passer rating, Jared Goff is 23rd in the league. He's at 86.9. His counterpart this Sunday is Matthew Stafford. Matthew, Dan. He's at 116.6. He's third in the league. Behind Russell Wilson and Tyrod Taylor. Matthew Stafford, 116.6 passer rating. 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Jared Goff... 
seven touchdowns, four interceptions. And again, a passer rating of 86.9. Jared Goff just has not gotten it done. But am I benching him for David Blau? I think if the Lions are in a close game and they need a spark, maybe. But I don't see this happening. I don't see the Lions. Maybe when Tim Boyle gets back healthy, they give him a chance because he's... I I don't think the Lions have anything backup-wise. Then I got people going, well, he signed Cam Newton. You're going to bring Cam Newton here for what? He's no good either. The Lions don't have another option. Jared Goff should not be the quarterback next year. I know this draft class is terrible. I get it. I was watching Matt Corral film the other day. That guy throws it on one progression. He doesn't even look around the field. He's a pretty good college quarterback, but he doesn't look like a pro, like a first-rounder. Desmond Ritter, a winner. We love him at Cincinnati. Guy's a winner. But he doesn't have the arm strength. Like, this quarterback class is bad. But at least next year, I would try to give a rookie a chance. I would send my scouting staff everywhere and draft somebody. But, yeah, Jared Goff is not the answer. At least not so far, but I'm not ready to bench him for David Blau. I'm just, I'm not ready yet to do that. I don't think he's been, it doesn't help that the the, the offensive line's decimated. Uh, The receivers can't get open. Did he miss TJ Hawkinson yesterday on that wheel route? Yes, it was a terrible throw and it would have been a touchdown. Great play designed by Anthony Lynn to break a huddle quickly and on the third and four, Got Hawkinson standing next to Goff, completely confusing the defense. And in a 7-0 game, that should have been a wheel route and a touchdown. And it wasn't. That was a bad throw. But replacing him right now? No. And remember, the Lions are playing the Rams this week. If Goff can't get ready and excited and focused and on his A game to shove it up Sean McVay's you-know-what this Sunday, then he'll never play well. Now, I'm not telling you Jared Goff's going to go to L.A. and light it up, but maybe, just maybe, he'll play better. He's going to be heavily motivated. The Rams said, screw you, you're out. We don't want you anymore. They discarded him. They signed him long-term and then dealt him away. So hopefully this week, Goff proves the doubters wrong. Everybody's going to be watching Sunday. All of these fans that I'm hearing from, including my buddy Mike Vanderpool, you know, from Heart of Alliance fan. All these people are going, I'm not watching this week. I'm done with this team. I'm going to the cider mill. You all are going to be glued to the TV Sunday at 4 o'clock. Glued to Lions-Rams. This will be the most watched Lions game in years. Years this weekend. Because there is a Stafford crowd, and it's loud. And it's aroused right now. The Stafford lovers are out in full force. And the people that have been done with this team are going to be tuned in to see if Stafford comes out and just completely sticks it to the Fords, Rod Wood, and the organization. Now, he's not angry at the team, and he's going to say all the right things this week, but you know he wants to show off. You know he wants to shove it, to stick it to them. Not as much as Goff wants to stick it to the Rams. The Rams actually said, you suck to buy. The Lions didn't do that. The Lions granted Matthew his wish of trading him. But Stafford still is going to want to do very well. So there's that. So be prepared for that. But people are going to be glued to their TVs this weekend. Don't tell me you're not watching this one, because you will be.
All right, so is there a wide receiver on the Lions' radar? We will explain that coming up next right here on Locked on Lions. But first things first, Built Bar, baby, the best tasting protein bar ever, ever, if I could speak. If you haven't had a Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to choke down. Not a built bar. Soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It is amazing. Whether it is coconut, uh, coconut raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia. Folks, today I have the blueberry muffin bar, a sneak peek. It's fantastic. Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody. Dan Campbell says there's going to be a bit of a shakeup. Take a listen to Campbell today. With the beat writers, courtesy of DetroitLions.com, as he talks about some changes that could be coming. I, I, I do. There's a couple of things, and it does. It, it's uh, I would say all of the above. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get too far into where that'll go as far as the roster, but the rock we're looking at that. Uh, you know, I think we're going to shake some things up here a little bit, and and then as it pertains to. To practice, there's a couple of things that I have in my head as to which way I want to go with it, but I do want to change it up <clears throat> uh, and see if I can get us into some type of, uh, uh, there again, more of a rhythm or tempo early just to get us going offensively and defensively. I mean, you know, I, I said this yesterday, but this is what we wanted to, we wanted to come in this game and, and really come out of the gates, and we did not do that. We went the opposite way, and uh so I think there's some things in practice we have to do to, to uh, at least see if we can supercharge ourselves somewhat. All right, there's Dan Campbell. A roster shakeup. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what moves are down the pike. But according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, he believes the Lions could be a buyer at the trade deadline and are looking for receivers. They've had a lot of injuries at that position. We know... Tyrell Williams has been out since week one. Quintez Cephas is out for the year and all that stuff. Rappaport says one name to watch, quote, I know a player that teams have been interested in since training camp is Andy Isabella from the Arizona Cardinals. He's been mostly inactive this season, talented player. They have yet to deal him and haven't really talked to teams about doing so, but I would expect at least that talk, those inquiries to ramp up as we get closer to the next couple of weeks. That is from Ian Rappaport saying that the Lions could be looking for a receiver and Andy Isabella could be on their radar. The Cardinals have a lot of receivers, as we know. They're undefeated, playing well. And the Lions need help at receiver. I like Andy and Isabella. I think he caught like a couple of touchdowns against the Lions last year. He's got John Carroll ties. Shout out to the Jesuits. Right? So, um... Good old number 17 from the uh, Cardinals could be a guy to look out for. Now, what else did Campbell say about some other players? He was talking about young guys today, and he mentioned the following guys as guys that he likes and have gotten better. 
Jerry Jacobs, Derek Barnes, Aleem McNeil, Tracy Walker, Jonah Jackson, and Austin Bryant. Walker is the elder, elder statesman of that group his fourth year, but the rest of those guys are first and second year players. So at least we're seeing Campbell say, we've seen some improvement, and he's naming young players. But this is a tough, tough road to hoe right now when you just don't have a lot of talent. And people can blame Campbell and say that he, the crying affected the game yesterday. I'm not buying any of that stuff. I'm not. A, they just don't have players. Like, I'm trying to go easy as I can on Jared Goff because who's he throwing to? There's no deep threats. There's no big, speedy, big guys. There's nothing. You know, there's not a lot of talent on this team. They have one tight end. They have like a half a receiver. You know, on defense, who's rushing the passer? Julian O'Quar has gotten better. He's been getting there. Charles Harris is okay, but there's nobody on the other team that's on their other team's offense that's going. Oh man, we got to point out that guy out there. Derek Barnes is getting better. He's like a fourth or fifth round pick, and playing as a rookie. He's trying. It's going to take a couple of years, so you got to be patient. All right, Matt Derry with you, Locked on Lions, for this a Monday. Uh, we are slated to talk to Chris Myers from Fox tomorrow. Crossover on Thursday as we dive into Rams week and Matthew Stafford right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen, your first listen each and every day right here on Locked on Lions.